You've got to put out quality content. And the only way to do that is to practice. The only way to do that is to get on a microphone and do it over and over and over again until you're good enough at it that the world is compelled to take notice of you. This is The Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. Welcome to the Gently Mad. Okay, this is Adam Clark. That was my impression of Chase Reeves doing the Fizzle Show intro. And this is a special in-between-isode episode of the Gently Mad in response to the latest episode of the Fizzle Show that just was released today, Friday, January 23rd. If you don't listen to The Fizzle Show or have never heard of it, then do yourself a favor and stop listening to this right now and go listen to that show. You can find it at fizzle.co slash show. Well, today, in episode 89, they answered a question that I sent in. And I I know Chase and uh, Corbett uh, enough that I would, I'm honored to consider them friends. I don't know Barrett that well, but... uh, Hopefully we'll get there, man. If you're listening, we will someday. But uh, my question that I basically they they spent about half an hour answering my question, which was really really awesome of them and kind of pimping all my shit. So I really appreciate that. But uh, I, I kind of wanted to respond. There were so many times where I was like, "Damn it! I wish that I was in that conversation right now because I have opinions. I got stuff to say on this topic. You know, I love podcasting." And I think I'm a pretty good writer, but I don't like writing. I don't enjoy writing. It's a struggle. It's very hard for me to write. And most of the things that I write, I feel really suck. They just aren't that great. I'm just not good at it. Okay. And admittedly, I could practice and get better, but I'm kind of a believer in this, you know, don't focus on your weaknesses, focus on your strengths kind of thing. And so I love podcasting. I feel like it is an amazing medium. And I feel like it's uh, it's uh, about to explode. We're on, we're on the verge of a podcast explosion, if you will, just like uh, blogging exploded a dozen years ago, for those of you that are old enough to remember that. And so my question to the Fizzle guys was, is it okay if I just podcast, if my only form of content is audio, or should I force myself to write as well? And I guess what's at the root of that question is, can I make a living as just a podcaster and not have to also write and do all these other things that we're told that we have to do if we're in this content marketing business, if we're in the business of making money from the content that we produce? And I mean, the question really 
is an obvious question. I mean, the answer is is clearly yes, you can do it. And they brought up examples of people who have done it, like Serial uh, and Alex Bloomberg with Startup and uh, This American Life, WTF with Mark Maron, etc. And and they did acknowledge that that's that's a completely different ball game than what we're doing here as indie podcasters, and it's not really comparable. But I just I I, I wanted to respond to uh, some of the things that they said. And this is going to be in kind of two parts. One, why I think podcasting is a great medium and why you should get into it if it's something that you want to do, if you're interested in it. And the second part is going to be some thoughts on if you do decide to get into it, what you need to focus on, what you need to do if you hope to make a success out of it. So podcasting, should you get into it. Yes. 100% yes. If you want to be a podcaster, you should do it. And here's a couple reasons why. One, podcasting is the only truly mobile form of content there is. Okay. You can't do anything else while you read a blog article or while you watch a video, but you can. And in fact, most people do listen to podcasts while they're doing something else, while they're driving or at the gym, walking the dog, cleaning the house, whatever. You you can you can listen to a podcast while you're doing anything really. And I think that increases your chances of connecting with a larger group of people because it's not as big of a commitment to listen to a podcast as it is to stop what they're doing, to read an article or watch a video. The second thing is podcasting, I think, is is an extremely intimate form of communication. Maybe video is more intimate because you can actually see someone's face, but it's certainly more intimate than writing is. Uh, there's something about radio. I mean, there's just there's just something about uh, hearing a person's voice in your ear and the connection you feel to them. I'm sure many of you have experienced this, but how many times do you, have you, you know, you listen to a show, you love the show, and you feel like you know the host of that show because their voice is in your head so much. So not only is it a great way to engage with a potentially larger audience because of the mobility of podcasting, it's a way to connect much more deeply with that audience because of the nature of talking. And the last point of this section is, as I said a few minutes ago, podcasting's ready to explode. It really is. It's been around for a long time, and there's all these bullshit articles in the New York Times and Wall Street Journal about how podcasting is exploding, and it's the golden age of podcasting, and, you know, podcasting is, is, you know, as if it hasn't existed before, okay? Well, obviously, it's existed for a long time, but things are a-changing. The times are a-changing, as, as they say, and... It's not going to be long before uh, it just explodes and everyone and their mom is going to have a podcast. So if you want to get into it, get into it. All right. So that's my pitch for podcasting. I think it's a great medium and I think it is going to do really well in the coming years. And, And who knows what's going to happen. Okay. Second, if you want to get into it, here are some things to think about. And uh, the Fizzle Bros talked about uh, a number of these things and, and did a great job answering that question. But uh, here are a few things to think about if you do want to get into podcasting, specifically as a business, specifically as an income. Uh, 
Like you want to make a podcast and you want that to be your job. You want to support your family. You want to make your money with that show. Number one, there are no rules. This is the fucking wild west. Okay. There are no rules. People who want your money will tell you there are rules, but it's just not true. All right. Sure. There are best practices. Uh, if you want to call them that, such as audio quality, you should have great audio quality. But even as I say that, that's not a hard and fast rule either. Because if you're interesting enough to get people's attention, then you may not even have to put out something that is perfectly produced. Think of how many YouTube people have just blown up with shitty videos, but they were entertaining, they were interesting, they were captivating. And so they grew an audience. And that leads me to number two. And this one is really critical. You have to be interesting. You have to be interesting enough that people will give you their attention. And that could sound depressing if you don't think you're an interesting person. It's hard for me because I don't think I'm a particularly interesting person. But here's the great thing. Even if you're not interesting right now, you can get interesting. You can practice being interesting. Like if you think about stand-up comedians, you know, the first time they got up there and stood up behind the microphone probably didn't go well. Okay. They didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to write jokes. They didn't know how to work a crowd. They didn't know how to be interesting and entertaining, but you can practice that and get interesting. And that is the most crucial thing, I think, if you want to make a business out of podcasting and, and just be a podcaster and not do everything else, is you've got to be interesting. And Barrett pointed that out. He said, most blogs suck because, or most blogs uh, don't have a large readership because they suck. Most podcasts don't have a lot of listeners because they suck as well. So you've got to do something good. You've got to put out quality content. And the only way to do that is to practice. The only way to do that is to get on a microphone and do it over and over and over again until you're good enough at it that the world is compelled to take notice of you. The third thing I wanted to touch on was that uh, the Fizzle guys kind of concluded that, you know, an advertising business model is really... They didn't say that's the only option you have, but it, it it's pretty much the only option you have. It's kind of where we are right now. And I disagree with that a little bit. Um, I think advertising, sponsors, ad reads have been great for podcasters for a number of years now, but I don't think it's the best way. And it's going to get much harder in the very near future as more and more major media outlets dive into this whole podcasting world. I don't think it's going to be long before the top 100 podcasts in iTunes are all ESPN shows, CNN shows, etc. And smaller indie podcasters, if you want to call us that, even if we have large audiences, are not going to be able to compete with those kind of audiences. And whereas we would have fairly easily been able to get a sponsor that would pay us quite a bit of money for our listeners, it's going to get a lot harder it's just, it is. It's going to get a lot harder in the next few years uh, because, again, we're not, you know, we're not going to be able to compete on the level of listeners that This American Life or Serial can bring to those advertisers. So I don't think advertising or sponsorship should be the goal. In my opinion, listener supported shows 
is the way of the future. I think uh, getting people to give you money is 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 going to be a very big or important step in the future of us indie podcasters. For one thing, when people donate money to something, they're more attached to it. They feel closer to it. They're more invested in it. And and the reality is you don't have to have a large audience to, well, one, you don't have to have a large audience and you don't have to have uh, a huge percentage of that audience to give you very much money to make a decent living. You know, if, if, if a small percentage of your audience were to give you a dollar a month or $10 a year to keep doing what you're doing, then that could sustain a lot of people. And the point I'm trying to make here is that you have to get creative with how you're going to make money. And this goes back to the first rule, that there are no rules, okay? Just because the standard way that people have made money in podcasts in the past is to have two sponsors and do a 15-second bumper at the beginning and a 60-second mid-roll ad read in the middle and charge 42 bucks per thousand listeners for both of those is just because that's the way it's always been done. But that doesn't mean that's the way it has to continue being done. Barrett mentioned Alex Bloomberg and Startup and how he kind of approached sponsorships from a completely different angle. He integrated the the ad reads into the story. The, the ad reads themselves are their own little story and they're interesting to listen to. They're fun to listen to. Just like Barrett, I look forward to those ad reads. And I've tried to do ad reads like that with my own show, The Gently Mad. And I don't think I do it as good as Alex does, but I'm getting there. And the point is, get creative. Don't think you have to do something just because it's been done in the past. You don't even have to charge whatever the standard CPM rate is. You can charge whatever you want to charge. And if your shit is good enough, then people will pay you for it. Okay? It's, it's, it's you know, the, the Fizzle guys said a lot of this is just giving yourself permission. We don't think that we can do something because it hasn't been done. But that's actually a great place to be in <laughs> because it hasn't been done your your options are limitless here you can you can try all sorts of things when it comes to making money from your show so don't just accept that advertising is the only way you can do it and you've got to do it the way everyone has always done it there are other ways to do it i'll give you a quick example of that my friends jason zook and Paul Jarvis have a podcast called Invisible Office Hours. And instead of doing a sponsor this season, they decided to create something called the Bundle of Awesome. They both created courses and ebooks and they bundled all that up and they got some of their friends to donate some of their stuff to their bundle. And they sold that bundle to their podcast listeners and they used a creative way to sell it that drew some attention. And they're only three episodes in, and they've already made more than $20,000 off of selling that bundle of awesome, which is way more than a sponsor would have given them. So that's just an example of get creative with how you're going to make money with your podcast. All right, number three, you've got to figure out a way to get people on your email list. This is one of the issues with podcasts is that you can have thousands, hundreds of thousands of subscribers to your show and iTunes, but you have no direct way of reaching them other than releasing an episode. And that is 
not as reliable, well, reliable is not the right word, but that's not as good as being able to email them directly. So I think that you should focus on getting email subscribers. You, you want iTunes subscribers. You do want people to subscribe in that way and listen to the show, but you really, really need to get creative and figure out how you can drive people to subscribe to an email list because that's going to be really important down the road. The Fizzle Guys mentioned several ways that you could do that, that you could go about trying to get your listeners to subscribe to an email list. But the point I'm trying to make is make that a big goal. Figure out some way to get your listeners to convert to an email list so that you have a way to reach them. So you have a way to connect with them and find out who they are and why they listen to your show and what they do and what they're struggling with, because all that information is going to help you make a better show. It's going to connect more deeply with them. And, and then it's just going to grow and you're going to get more listeners. So you've got to get people to subscribe to an email list. I don't know the best way to do that yet. I'm experimenting with different things, trying contests, trying giveaways, doing different stuff, but it's really important that you get people to subscribe to an email list. All right. And the last point here is stick with it. Okay. You got to do it for a long time. This is a long game thing. Podcasting is a long game thing. It's not an overnight success thing. Uh, There are people out there who have had amazing stories or tell amazing stories of very rapid growth and success. But that's rare. I'm just going to tell you, it's rare for someone to launch a podcast and in the matter of a month or two, just skyrocket to thousands and thousands of listeners, or at least the amount of listeners they would need to make a living from their show. So you've got to stick with it for a long time. There's a couple reasons why you got to do that. One, you got to stick with it long enough to get good at it. Okay, you're not going to get good at it in 31 days. It takes a long time. And the Seth Godin conversation episode that I I had that uh, Chase mentioned in the episode, you know, Seth ended that conversation by saying, call me back in six years and tell me how it's going, you know, which is a very typical thing of Seth Godin to say. But the point is, it's going to take a long time. And it's going to be hard. Okay. Something he said that has really stuck with me is that you know, he defines your work kind of as your passion. It's more than that, but I'm not going to go into it all here. But think of your work as your passion and your job as the thing that makes you money. And some of us are lucky enough to have both of those things be the same thing. But what he said was, if you are requiring your work and your job to be the same thing and you're trying to bootstrap your way into that, you're going to end up crippling both of them. And that just kind of blew the back of my head out a little bit because uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And so I've got some things to think about. But the point is, it's going to take some time. Don't give up after seven episodes. Don't give up after 10 episodes. Don't give up when you don't have a massive audience right out of the gate. Now, there are some things you can do to help build a large audience right out of the gate. And I'll use my own show as an example. The show's gone way beyond anything I could have ever expected. I didn't think anyone would listen to this show. 
and it hasn't even been a month yet. I'm only, well, I'm almost a month now. But by week three, I was already getting consistently 2,000 downloads a day of my show, which I, I suck at math. What is that? 60,000 downloads a month. Okay. That's a lot of listeners. That's, that's, a, that's a number of downloads that I could make a decent income from. So it is possible to do it. But I think the reason that that happened for me was a bit of right time, right place. But it was also, I just decided to be myself. And you'd be shocked at how hard that is to do. The internet is such a copycat culture. You know, there's a dozen new podcasts every day that are Entrepreneur on Fire clones. And nothing against Entrepreneur on Fire or John Lee Dumas, but we don't need more clones of that kind of show. So this, all of these points keep going back to the first one of the fact that there are no rules. Be yourself, do your own thing, be creative about it, and then get good at it and give yourself time to accomplish those things. If you do all that stuff, I think you have a very good chance of being able to make a business out of a podcast and make a decent living, a decent income from it. So those are my thoughts. This was longer than I intended it to be. Thank you very much to Chase and Corbin and Barrett for answering my question and spending as much time on it as you did. I hope you listen to this. Uh, this is just some stuff I would have liked to add it. I would have liked to have add. Blech, what the fuck? It's just. <clears throat> All right. Start over. This is just some stuff I would have liked to add to the conversation had I been able to. So thanks again for all the wisdom in your show and all the things you said about podcasting. I think it's all true. And uh, and if you want to do it, if you're into this thing, if you want to be a podcaster, then do it. Just do it. I mean, wholeheartedly go after it because you can make it happen. All right. Are we good? Are we okay? That's my Mark Barron coming out a little bit. All right. Well, that's it. Go subscribe to The Fizzle Show. Listen to that episode. And as always, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>